The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome, Philly. To your favorite sports shows on Broad. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode 90 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And Jess, the birds are six and oh baby going into their bye week. I, I want to say that I'm shocked, but I mean, we talked about it. If you In the beginning of the season, preseason, I would have been shocked if we went six and out. Sure. But to see it now at this point, after probably week three, I we called it. We were like, yeah, they have, they can easily do this. I just there's 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 too much good going on in Philadelphia right now. I don't know how to behave. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know how to do <laughs> for myself. Like I just I I I don't know how to act. How does one behave? There's too much good happening. I literally, it's frightening. I'm scared. Quite honestly, I'm just scared. I know it's amazing. I mean, it r- truly, truly is such an incredible time to be a part of this Philly sports atmosphere. Because, I mean, even the Flyers are undefeated, dude. They're two and zero. They go to Tampa Tuesday, so that might change a bit. But I mean, yeah, we got good vibes all around the city. The Sixers start this week, and they're going to be electric as well. Like, it's just. I, I don't even know how to say it, dude. I keep getting chills every time I talk about it. But yeah, I can't really like put it into words. If everything goes well, by Wednesday morning, I will be insufferable. Like I will be <laughs> impossible to be around. No one will be, and meanwhile, I'll be at home with the baby and my dog. But I, like, I, 
I don't know how to act. I don't know how to behave. I'm going to give such a hard time to everyone I know that is a <laughs> Cowboys fan, Celtics fan, Mets fan, Yankees fan, Braves fan, yeah, all these people. Um, I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I don't even understand. And here's the thing, like, the Eagles didn't even, again, like, we talked about after the Arizona game, like, that was their worst game of the season, right? Like, and they still oh, managed yeah. to win. This game wasn't their worst game of the season at all, but it wasn't their best game either by far. And they still looked leaps and bounds ahead of where the Dallas Cowboys are. I agree. Regardless 100%. of the fact that the Cowboys had a backup quarterback in there, which everyone, you know, was talking about a quarterback controversy happening in, in Dallas because Cooper Rush was playing so well. He was 5-0. and oh, He hadn't thrown an interception. And this Dallas defense, oh, just wait until Jalen Hurts sees a Dallas defense, blah, 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 blah. And here we are. Jalen Hurts was 15-25, 155 yards, two touchdowns. That was something that everybody complained about all week, right? He couldn't throw touchdowns. He only mm-hmm. had two touchdown passes. Well, here's two more for you. Um, he didn't light the world on fire last night. He wasn't, you know, 300 yards passing, but he, and he had the one missed AJ Brown in the first half. Get that out of the way. Other than that, it was clean. It was crisp. He made good decisions. He didn't make mistakes. He led the team completely to a victory. Yeah, no, I agree. And the composure of him is just incredible. And it's one thing that we say week after week, but it really is just amazing to see from any quarterback, but then let alone you think about how young he is. It's just amazing and they even did a story on him yesterday and he was just so calm and chill like pregame and I love it but also another thing I really liked from him yesterday is he didn't force the run which like in the past we've seen run game yeah yes okay so like in the past we've seen him kind of just bail out way too early with it yesterday he was waiting and then also I liked about it was when he did have to run he was being smart about that and going down early because he knew those Cowboys were coming for his head every single time he was getting hit when he went for it. Yeah. He was sacked four times yesterday, but he didn't like, he didn't take as many shots as he typically does. And you're absolutely right. I think that's kind of an aspect of yesterday's game that flew a little bit under the radar. And that's a really good point because you you don't want him to get hit as much as sometimes does. Not against Um, a rival as well, because they want to take you out. Yeah, that uh, he. I mean, there was one he broke their defense at one, I know. At one point. Like, well, and the only reason yeah. that they really got let up was because the injury to Lane Johnson. Yeah, that's what really threw him off. I think in yeah. that third. And but also, I think that was a little bit. I, I think that was a mistake by the play calling as well. That no, I agree. You can yeah, I just didn't get into know, that yet. So obviously, hundred percent. So you know, obviously Lane Johnson goes down with the concussion in it late in the second quarter. Micah Parsons was completely neutralized until that point. And, you know, they talked about it last night on the broadcast a lot that a lot of these teams that they play, they have to put, you know, multiple guys out there on whatever side Micah Parsons is on because you just need that much help to contain him. Lane Johnson, one-on-one, you're not getting through that if you're Micah Parsons. If you're borderline anybody he can neutralize like he is the best right tackle in football and one of the best tackles in the NFL as a whole. Um, 
So when he goes out, that's a huge loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Micah Parsons still only had three pressures, no sacks, and no quarterback hits. And all of those happened after, you know, Lane got hurt. So the mistake that I think the Eagles made was they come out at the half and they throw the ball on six of their, you know, first eight plays they run. And when you, as a, as a new lineman coming into that and having to shuffle that offensive line a little bit based on the injury, I think that in itself is a mistake with that they didn't just come out because then they came out after that in you know the next drive and they ran the ball no problem right like so i think that was a mistake that they made and they allowed that tiny momentum shift and i think that obviously the the kick return didn't help we'll get into the special teams play but then you know not coming out and running the ball um that i think was a huge 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 mistake on the eagles part yeah, I mean, we'll get, I'll get it. I mean, I'm going to say it again, but yeah, I agree. I just think the, uh, obviously Elaine was a big piece, like I said, in that third quarter, but yeah, the, just the lack of adjustments that they really make there um, right. in the second half. And it wasn't even just yesterday. It's um, been back-to-back weeks now. That's like concern, my biggest concern for this team, because it's just, I mean, they go into it with a lead. I understand that. And you, don't need to come out super aggressive, but you also just can't let it up, especially against a team that's also five, well, not also, but that it was four and one. Right. Right. And you're, you're absolutely right. I think that the composure from Jalen hurts week in and week out is something that it, it, it impresses me more every week and something that, like you said, you know, we'll kind of get into our takeaways from the game and, and break it down a little bit further, but you know, the, the lack of adjustment and letting teams back in, in a way, you know, that could come back to bite them at some point right now, they are playing teams that they're just straight up better than and more talented than. So even when they do let some things slip, it's, you know, the other team just doesn't have enough because they're not as good as this team is. Um, but, um, you know, I thought that ultimately yesterday, again, wasn't their best game of the season, wasn't their worst game of the season, Yeah. but still did what they needed to do in, you know, each phase, offense and defense. We'll get, we'll get into special teams later, but <laughs> offense and defensively, I thought they played a pretty sound, sound game and, and, you know, did what they needed to do, especially on, you know, a, Listen, Dallas was playing well, and we talk about it all the time that it it you know it doesn't matter how good or bad either team is, it's anyone's game when it's a hundred percent. Um, I th- saw this one stat yesterday too, and I think it's very interesting. So Eagles are outscoring opponents a hundred and twenty six to forty eight in the first half this season. That's wild. They're so like record points in the second, right? Well, so and that's why. I think we also like I I don't un- want to say I understand it because it should never happen, but mm-hmm. that's definitely why we see them coming out I think easier in the third quarter because right. they are just playing defense and just trying to run out the clock kind of thing, you know. Right. But yeah, you can't do that against the good teams because they are actually going to have a different game plan. Right. Right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of our main takeaways from the game, what we're impressed by, what we're not 
so impressed by, maybe a little concerned about going into the bye. And then we would it would be a crime if we didn't didn't touch on the Phillies a little bit more. So we'll talk oh. about that a little bit when we come back. You're listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back into episode number 90 of Babes on Broad. Jess, what was your biggest keys to yesterday's win? I I really do think that, you know, Jalen Hurts, whether he is the, you know, dominant spotlight X factor or kind of flying under the radar X factor, he is the, the, what I'm most impressed by. And he is, he's the biggest key to a win. And he is the biggest takeaway from every game so far. Um, uh, Like yesterday, again, he didn't light the world on fire. He wasn't, you know, just completely lighting it up on the field, but he was, his composure, you, you, you touched on it in the whole way. He, He, at a young age, you know, only his second season as the full-time starter. And when they need a drive, he has complete command, control, and he just goes out and executes. Mm-hmm. And I love that he doesn't get rattled by anything. And I He I, doesn't yell at his guys. He doesn't take no. it out on them. He's so calm. At Tom Brady. Um <laughs> But even Nick Sirianni said in a press conference, I think it was last week, he was like, you know, when he was talking about trusting Jalen, he's like, he's always got it together. He's always so calm. He's always so composed. He's like, I've been in his face screaming at him and his face doesn't change. And he just goes and does what he needs to do. And I love that we still see emotion from him, like after the game, when they win, yes. when he's running off the field, like that is, I, I like that still, but I also love that. You know, you pan to him on the sideline and he's just stone-faced and he's ready to go locked in all the time. And he just, I, I just, I, I think that just can't, it can't be underrated h- how impressive he has been. And even when they come out, like you said, flat in the second half mm. and all of a sudden it's, you know, a three point game. Jalen just goes out there and just does his thing, takes him right down the field for a touchdown. I disagree with the play call on the uh, two-point conversion attempt. When you have a penalty there, you absolutely go for two. I'm with it. Yeah. Horrific. I was just going to say, I liked the decision to go for the two-point conversion. Right. Hated the play call. That's what I think. And I think a lot of people agree with us on that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was idiotic. That was Annoying. When you get the penalty and you you bump up that yardage, of course you go for two. Of course you do. It, you just do it. Yeah. The, but again, like your quarterback can squat six hundred pounds. Why are you doing anything but just letting him go? Yes. Like, and also you saw what Dallas did when they tried. Was it on? No, it wasn't on the goal line when they did the the one quarterback sneak. It was. It was. For a first down, they did the quarterback. Oh, it was a third one. Was, I think it was a fourth and one. Maybe was it a third and one? Dallas tried to go over the top. How, like, how stupid are you? I Dude, mean, that also cracked me up. NFL, though. How stupid are you? 
that was a funny play though just like looking at it on the replay because like you see like obviously like the core guys the line and Jalen like going in head in and then like you just see on the outside AJ Brown being like yep go buddy like just give him a little shove like there you go (laughs) yeah and and that's like and what it was like a four it was like a four yard gain on third one like please get get out of here um, but yeah, I, I think that the defense you know, did their job yesterday. I think that they didn't get to Cooper Rush at all. They didn't make him feel their presence at all. But the back end of the defense really stepped up in coverage. Um, I thought the linebackers did a better job yesterday when they were back in coverage. Um, you know, early in the game, Kaiser White had that pass breakup um, on CD Lamb, nonetheless. Um, and, and, you know, I thought the corners and the secondary sort of played out of their mind yesterday. And so, you know, most impressed by the cornerback play, Jalen Hurts, as well as um, Nick Sirianni. I hope we continue to let him get caught on camera with at least one FU per game, because yeah, that seems like amazing. a trend. And I really enjoy that about him. It really brings joy to my heart when things like that. Happen. It's just one of those things where it's just so Philly of him, you know, and that's why Yes, and that's why we love it so much. But I'm, like, completely right on with what you said. My number one thing that I was most impressed by in yesterday's game were our corners. We have two absolute lockdown corners. And I know now now that the game's done, people are going to say, well, it was just Cooper Rush. But as we said earlier, like, dude, you guys were talking about a QB controversy before the game, everybody was hyped that it was Cooper Rush going into this. Like, and Cooper Rush, yeah, it is just Cooper Rush. Everybody else was arguing and telling us that he's 4-0 going into this game. So, you know, like, that to me doesn't matter at all. Especially, like, they still do have weapons, obviously. They're 4-1. and one. Like, they're not a bad team. So, yeah, our corners were absolutely locked down. And that was what impressed me the most yesterday. Um, and then obviously Jalen's always on the list when you're talking about what's impressive. Mm-hmm. And I have the fourth quarter command specifically just because it's him and the way he leads the team and that whole, that whole team just in general, their fourth quarter command last night when they knew that yeah. they had to get back into it after letting back or letting go in that third quarter, that was very impressive. And then finally the fans, because we had a long weekend, Jess, I, was absolutely dead. I didn't even want to go into the game. I came home to watch the game here because I was that exhausted. And man, they were still just screaming their heads off. You could hear it through the TV. Like the atmosphere down there is just 1000% one of the best in sports and definitely the greatest home field advantage that you could get. Philadelphia is easily the greatest home field advantage. Citizens Bank Park on Friday and Saturday, people were getting noise notifications on their Apple products that if they stayed at a, at the volume of that decibel for long enough, it could cause hearing loss. That's Jeez. how loud it was. And, yeah. and the link was no different. Like it was what, what a weekend. And, I know. and it, it was, it was so fun. And it's, one of the things that I love most about being a Philadelphia sports fan is we've gone through it, right? Like we, we've been gone through, through it, it. Gone through it, but when <laughs> the times are good, regardless if you're at the game or watching it with friends and family, like it's such an experience 
Like we were at my parents' house on Saturday, you know, outside by their pool on watching the big TV when, you know, for the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. And we had, you know, some drinks going, had a little, a little cheese board action happening. And we're, you know, I haven't stood in front of a TV for, during baseball, standing up during baseball with my dad in 10 years. And it was so much, the last time I was, like, I was in high school. I was in yeah, high school. Literally. And now I was, you know, with my dad and I was holding my baby while doing it. Like, it was, it's just, it. those are the things about Philly sports that you just love. And you see all the pictures on social media that people were posting of, like, the last time they were at a playoff game with their parents or their family. And, you know, today when they were at a playoff game with, the, like, that is what I love so much. And it's so much yeah. fun when not even just one team is doing well. They're all literally right now. Uh, we're, we're having fun. It's weird. So much fun. We have this much fun, but we're well, having fun. I love it so much too, because like we've seen it with the few championships that we have had recently. Mm -hmm. um, just like there's so much that goes on in Philly. And obviously we're a blue collar city and everything, but when our sports teams are good, it truly brings everyone together. It does not matter what's going on at home, like status, work, anything. Like everybody is just on the same board. Everybody's hugging everybody. And it's just truly such an incredible atmosphere, man. Yes. Like, oh, wow. And what, what warms my heart more than anything is, we get so much trash talked about us as Philly fans, right? Like nationally, oh, we, we get all of it. We get so much crap of how awful, ruthless, relentless we are. You know, the Eagles, they start, what did, when was it? Oh, the, the block in the back that was the flag was picked up. That's when the Eagles fans started to boo literally like for the first time. Yeah. And that was a terrible pickup. by the it way. Was. Of course it was right up there with no clear recovery, but Chris Collinsworth is like, oh, and here come the boo birds now. We hadn't had them for a while. And it's like, you can F off, Chris, first of yeah, all. Yeah, and it's rightfully so. Rightfully like so. But we get such a hard time as Philadelphia sports fans. And one of, I think, the greatest things about this weekend was, one, all the athletes from different sports teams being at all the different games, right? Like, I love seeing Sixers and Eagles. And Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni. Yeah, the Phillies game. I love when Joel Embiid shows up on the sideline. First of all, wearing the same outfit, by the way. This man doesn't leave the house. And Philadelphia got him to leave the house twice in one weekend in the same clothes. I didn't even notice that, Jess. Until you just said it, I was like, oh, my God, it was the same thing. It's not a negative at all. I respect <laughs> the hell out of that. Uh, yeah, he truly does not care. No. And one of my favorite things about Joel Embiid is like everybody shows up to the games every like basketball. Everybody shows up to the games like it's the like it's a damn runway and in like the top fashion that they can think of. And Joel's just like, I'm here in my Ugg slippers and my Under Armour sweatpants and I'm going to drop 50 on your head and go home and play video games. That's Dude, I love him I love so him. much. And that's why he fits in with Philly too, because we're all just like, we are who we are. Okay. Right. So I think we get so much trash talked about us that it really was amazing to a see all the athletes crossing over at all the different, uh, different events, but 
so many of them talking about how unbelievable it was. Aaron Nola got emotional in his post-game press yeah. talking about the ovation he got. And even JT was talking about it and Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins. And then even AJ Brown yeah. last night was like, this is amazing. Even Kyle Schwerber. Kyle Schwerber was like, I've played for a lot of teams because he was with the Cubs. He was with Cart, like so many teams. And he was like, I've played with a lot of teams. And this is no disrespect to any of those fan bases because I appreciate them. I respect them. But this is the greatest fan base that I've ever played for. He's played like, in 10 divisional series. Yes. 10. And, and he, he like, this is so like, that was the one that held the most weight for me. Totally. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's seen so much. And for him to like, just be that heartfelt and be like, I respect those fan bases. I love them as well. But this is the absolute greatest. Like, it's just so, like, I have chills right now talking about it. <laughs> like, it's just an, like, and I don't, like, it's so hard to say unless you're a Philadelphia fan and you experience it. Like, it is so insane. And even to have, like, the Braves come out and, like, obviously they're not saying it like they're happy, but they will, leave, like, even admit. And they're like, listen, that was the toughest place I've ever played in my life. Yeah. And it was funny because one of my friends the other day texted me and was like, I love the NFL and like NFL games are so much fun. Um, but there's no environment like uh, college football. And I was like, if you were a Philadelphia sports fan, yeah, you get it. It's it, there's there is nothing like. I mean, I, I think back to the home games in 2017 and, you know, I haven't gotten to a game this year yet because of baby, but <laughs> just like everything around these teams right now, it, it's the most exciting thing is the, the way that you feel like you could see them on the street and be friends with them and be like, Hey, yeah. what's up? the Phillies going to Xfinity live after, yes. after their game on Saturday. Like just, you feel like we could all just be buddies. And that's what makes Philly so special. We were at actually this. This is funny. We were at the uh, WWE Extreme Rules yeah. last Saturday because that's what my husband and I do apparently now. <laughs> um, but we got there, and I wasn't even thinking about the fact that like people from all over were like traveling to Philadelphia for this WWE thing. I was just like, oh, oh yeah, Philly, like it's here, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we get there and we're, you know, standing in, in line to go in the Wells Fargo center. And the guy in front of us was like, are you guys like from here? And we were like, yeah. And he was like, we're from New York. Like we came down here. He was like, I've never been down here, like to your sports stadiums and stuff. He's like, you know, but this is amazing. He's like, I love the fact that all of your stadiums are right on top of each other. It's so cool. The camaraderie is amazing. Like he was like, you know, as a Giants fan, like I have to get to New Jersey for a game. And then like the Prudential Center is in the middle of a city. Like it's, he was like, it's stupid and it's difficult to get to. And there's always traffic. This is awesome. And yeah. I was like, yeah, we've, we've Sixers, got don't move it. Please don't do it. I, I hate but it. yeah, no, it, it truly is so special, man. And even, um, I was thinking of it, uh, when I was saying the Schwarber thing and how the Braves even were like, yeah, it's a hard place to play. Adam Wayne, I can't say his name right. Adam Wainwright from St. Louis. Mm -hmm. We just ended the reign with like Yachty and Pujols and everything and Wainwright for them. Chef's he might Chris. be coming back though, but, 
Um, but them as a trio, he even tweeted. Did you see the tweet where he was like, yeah. I knew that Philly could go all the way. Yeah. Or he was like saying how like for the last week I've been telling everybody Philly has to go all the way. Listen. And that's truly Jess and everything's lining up. The fact, the fact that the Padres beat the Dodgers. That was the most perfect thing. All the 100 win teams are sitting on their butts at home not to watch this. They deserve it. But also, I know people are going to be like, obviously, the Padres did take out the Dodgers. So they're not a team you sleep on. You don't sleep on any team in the playoffs. No. But the way that we match up compared to the Padres is so much better than the way we match up compared to the Dodgers. And wow. And the fact that Oh my gosh. Like there's so much Nola versus And there's Nola. so many, yeah. And there's so many upsets on the other side in the A all of it. Like if we do get past this round, like Jess. It's, oh it's, gosh. I'm, it's fun. I mean, I, I, Nola versus Nola. You've got the Manny Machado versus, versus Bryce. Yep. That's a fun one. Harper. The Nola one's my favorite because that's just oh, yeah. an amazing story. I'll pray for their parents. Right. That's just, that sounds like a, the best and worst thing to go through in, in the world. Um, and you, Blake Snell and Bryce Harper, last time yeah. I saw the Padres, he, they broke his arm. So, so Bryce is definitely going to be hitting dingers. I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm Dude, so excited. It's, we've been, we've recorded this episode so far. We're at a ha- almost a half an hour and we haven't stopped smiling. I know because it's so fun, dude. Like we deserve this, dude. We deserve it. And then the Sixers are going to be good. And it's like, Oh, if they (sighs) smack around the Celtics on Tuesday night, I will just, uh, just RIP me. I won't even be tuning into it tomorrow, honestly, because uh, the game's at like eight 30. I know because they're out West. We'll be having one of those those dual situations going where yeah. you got one on well, the actually, TV, one on the TV. And I do think I think we're gonna do a watch party in the sports book for Bet Park. So I think we'll probably have both of them on the center TV. So that way we'll have both. But I just, I'll definitely be everyone pray for me that the baby goes to st- goes to sleep and stays asleep. Yes, we've been oh. struggling with that lately. But mm-hmm. dude, I am so excited. I just need. I'm already now that we're talking about it. It's really like oh my god, it's real. That starts tomorrow. So I'm already like our bats need to come out and do it but also that's also another key thing before we wrap up yeah the one of the things with that was so frustrating with philly was their bats especially towards the end of the season they were so hot and cold they were either on to the point where they're scoring a lot or they were completely dead and getting shut out yep that knock on wood is like not a thing in playoffs because obviously you're always going to be electric. You're going to be on because it's a playoff atmosphere. You're on the playoff stage. So I think that's really helped out into their favor. And then obviously when they're playing at home. So they need to split one of these games. They have two in uh, San Diego. They need to split and take one of those, which won't be hard because they should have Wheeler and then Nola out in San Diego. So they should take one at least. And then they have three. I hope it's the Nola game at least. I know. At minimum. Well, I don't know. Though. I want. What if it's both, Jess? Because I would like that because poor Wheeler lost his last outing and he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. Ronald Acuna, I mean, listen, the baseball gods and the sports gods righted everything that they needed to in these last couple couple series with the BS mound visit and whatnot in the Cardinal series. Also just the poetic justice of going and, and ending that. Yeah, like, the, the vengeance. Phillies. 
And then all that crap was now granted that looked like it hurt when it hit Okuni's elbow. Um, and it sounded like it hurt. <laughs> it sounded no, it definitely hurt. Like yeah. It, but it was very theatrical. They knew what they were doing and it worked. A hundred percent. And it did. And it- did you notice Okuna? He when they came in to Philly, he was like mocking Philly fans and he was like showboating a little bit. And it looked like at one point he was showboating by like flinging his arm around, like just like being a jerk. And I was like, mm, that's going to come back to haunt you. And in uh, that last game, it uh, did. Dude, well, that's also why I did the tweet about how lucky we are as a fan base, just because not only do we have the superstars that we do and the teams that we do, but they just fit so well into the city because they love us. They're not cocky. They're super humble. They love the city. They love the fans. Like just how they are and how they embrace us. We are so lucky for that. And the reason I said that was because of Ronald Acuna Jr. Because yeah. you look at him and he's just sh- so showboaty. And so look at me. I'm Ronald Acuna Jr. I don't need to run it as a backup out and right and let JT real move to a school. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's just like, we don't have those lazy players. We don't have the guys that are too cocky. What? If we do, they hear about it. Yeah. Like we don't, we don't have that. And no. that's what the difference I think. And that's why the teams that we have really embrace the city because they're one of us. They have the same mindset in that fact. So, wow. It is just incredible to it's be fun. a part of Philly sports right now, it to is. be a fan in Philly sports and to be, what we do in Philly sports media, like, wow. So special. Yeah. And how, and even for you, how, how excited on Saturday, like how much did you cry? Dude? Yeah. I sent you a snap of me getting teary eyed, just driving in. I was like, Oh my gosh, like we're (laughs) doing this. And like, it's just crazy. Like it matched up with my career perfectly, but. And I I love that for you. It makes me so happy for you. And you know what? We didn't even get to what are our concerns at this point for the Eagles. Do we even want to go there? No, because we got one, it's us like just saying what we've already said. And two, the vibes right now are immaculate. Let's end on this before the Phillies and the Sixers and the Flyers play tomorrow night. Yep. We're going to end on that. And maybe we'll talk about it. And we have a bye week. So maybe we'll talk about it around then. Maybe not. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll need something to talk about. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're going to close it here. Vibes are too good. So thank you for listening to episode 90 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Enjoy the bye week. The Eagles are 6-0. The Phillies are in the NLCS. The Sixers start. The Flyers are undefeated. The Union's doing doing what? What are the Union? They got a first round bye in the playoffs. Freaking tremendous. Let's good for that. Good for them. Let's hope they win their first game, which is probably this week then. If they had a first round bye last week. Yes, I imagine it would be. Everything is good. Everything is good. Just uh, love Philadelphia. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.